This is the A Block Podcast. I'm Mandy Mitchell, sports anchor and reporter at WRL in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you're listening to this, you've likely read our blog. If not, check it out at ablockblog.com. There are posts from me and many others in the industry for those who are just starting out in TV news. This podcast will allow us to get a little more in-depth. Today, I'm talking producing with two of my WRL colleagues, Miranda Dotson and Stephanie Beck. Miranda has won multiple Emmys for her producing and just earned her master's degree from the University of North Carolina. She previously worked as a producer for WLOS in Asheville. Stephanie has produced nearly every newscast at WRL, has won multiple Emmys and a Murrow Award. We begin with a question for Stephanie, one that I've heard from a lot of young producers. How do you avoid getting behind during the day? You don't. It's just going to happen. Instead of learning how to avoid it, I would suggest that people figure out how to identify it early and how to get back ahead. So... That sounds like a lot of mumbo jumbo, but basically what I do, I work on the things first that I have in hand first. So don't put off writing your teases for the hold package that you already have until late in the day. Write your teases in portions. Write half of a tease now and half of a tease later. What do you think about that, Miranda? I think, yeah, definitely work on what you already have, what you can start on early. Even small things like entering anchor names where you know they're going to be, or reporter supers that if they're out in the field. Small things like that that you get bogged down with at the end of the day that take up, when you add them all together, a lot of time and really put you behind when you have the least time to give. You can go ahead and knock those out and, and that's really helpful. Now I'll ask you this question, Miranda. What was the biggest mistake that you made as a young producer that you wish, gosh, I wish somebody had told me about this before I made the mistake as part of a newscast? Biggest mistake that I made starting out was not trusting the people who have been in the business longer. Um, They're not always gonna have the right answers, but I think listening to them and learning from them is really important and after you do that, then you can start making decisions on your own and, uh, and start melding your own decisions with what they might like to do. Stephanie, how do you take that, you know, being coachable and being somebody in the newsroom that can listen to people, as she said, but also have that confidence when you're a young person that I have to be the producer, I have to make decisions here? I think presenting the fact that you are coachable earns you respect and the respect is what helps you build your confidence. So around here, like when I see a new producer come in, we have photographers who have been here longer than I have. We have anchors who've been here longer than I have. I encourage them to go to the anchors they're working with or for the the photojournalists they're working with and to ask them questions and to say, this is my idea. I want your input because I don't know how this impacts you. And just the honesty of saying, I'm young, you have experience, we might try this my way, but I want to know how my way impacts you, can make a big difference in terms of the respect so that when you get into that breaking news situation where you have to make the decision and you have to kill the story they were working on or you have to move somebody and they would normally be fretting and unhappy with it, they'll at least accept the decision in the moment and you can talk afterwards. 
I feel like that's one of the biggest things for a producer is kind of getting that line correct between respect and coachable. Is that true, maybe? I think so. Well, and I think it it changes when you're in the newsroom versus when you're in the control room, too, because Mm -hmm. in the control room, you have to have the confidence to make decisions right away. And your anchors may be in the break or your director might have an idea, and then you can go with that. But if there's breaking news or there's a last-minute decision, you have to have the confidence in your own self to to make that call, to kill that story, to add the breaking news or whatever it is. So you, so it's it's almost a different approach. Um, you have to be a little more aggressive, I think, in the control room than you might be in your coachable moments in the newsroom. How do you deal with that decision when your boss comes to you and says, why did you do that? Why didn't we have this? Why didn't we have that? And how do you defend yourself? I think you have to, when you're making those uh, split-second decisions, you have to have a reason that you're making them. You, It's either a gut feeling or you have a specific set of circumstances for why you're doing that in the moment. And I think you need to present that, again, with confidence to your manager or to your news director and explain that specific set of circumstances, which likely will never be reproduced again, and and walk them through what you were going through at that time. And even if they don't agree with your decision, they'll understand better why you made it. And then if, if they have another way they might like to handle it in the future, they can walk you through that and, and you can make a, de- a better decision the next time or a decision they might like better. How much input do you like from your anchors? As much as they want to give. The earlier in the day, the better. The more that they feel like they can get involved, the happier they are presenting this show. The more involved they are, the more they can sell it, the more they can get into the newscast. What's the best thing that a reporter can do to help you with your job? The most helpful for me, or one of the most helpful things for me, is to really talk to me about what they have going on, what's their best stuff, reach out to me um, if they have wonderful sound that would be good for a tease, help me out uh, when I'm writing the anchor toss, because the reporter is the one who's out there. They're the one hearing the people speak. I can read a transcript of uh, everyone's sound bites, and I'll think something sounds great. And then I put it on TV and it sounds horrible. The person was dry. They weren't nearly as exciting as it looked on paper. And so I think that interaction of, of the reporter just kind of touching base and saying, I've got this great stuff. Here's the ankle I'm focusing on. Here's going to be the best stuff for you. It's helpful to me and it's helpful to them because it ramps up their story and it's going to make their story sound as good as it can be. I would also touch base with the photographer on the stories. If the person isn't a one-man band and you actually have the luxury of a two-person crew, let the reporter get down to logging and writing and go ask the photographer, were you rolling on any really good net sound? What really stuck out to you? Because usually they're the last one in on the story. The reporter has probably set it up and the photographer has then joined them on it, at least here. And so if something stuck out to them, it's going to stick out to the viewers as well. Keeping your cool in the booth, I don't know which one of you want to answer this question first, but 
how, how do you not, you know, scream at people or lose your temper or, you know, get flustered? You have live shots that are crashing and this package isn't here. And how do you deal with that? A lot of people tell me that I'm very calm in the booth and I don't feel like I'm calm a lot of times. I feel like I internalize uh, the stress a good bit. But at the same time, I realize that it's so important to not be screaming. All that does is panic everyone around you. All that does is panic your anchors. Even if you don't know what you're doing, if you sound calm, they're gonna be calm and they're just gonna go with you. Um, and I think that's really important. It's kind of like, uh, you know, fake it until you make it a little bit. When I first started producing, our consumer reporter was filling in as a weekend anchor. And she used to refer to me as her personal flight attendant because I would get in her ear with just a voice of calm and surety and this is what we're going to do. Do we have any questions? <laughs> Wonderful. And at the end of every newscast, she would say, and I'm Stephanie, thank you for flying Fox 50 Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> and I really took that to heart. It was a running joke, but I took it to heart because it meant that no matter what chaos was going on in the control room, I was succeeding in not letting it go through my microphone out to them. Last question for you guys. You're giving advice to somebody, maybe their first year in the business, and you had to give one piece of advice to a producer. I'm putting you on the spot here. What would it be? Okay, my one piece of advice is to be the squeaky wheel. You're going to start out. It's not going to be the best hours. It's not going to be the best newscast. But your boss is giving you a chance because they think that you have what it takes. Or they think that you can learn what it takes in, in a relatively short times, uh, time frame. So I think you just need to, to keep jumping on those opportunities. If somebody quits or if there's shift shuffling um, or whatever happens, go in there and make your case and um, you know put yourself out there for a better newscast, for a better position for a better role and you have to do that because your boss, the news director, is not thinking about you specifically every single day. They're interested in your well-being overall, but they're not thinking, how can I move Miranda into the 6 p.m. newscast? <laughs> That's just not on their radar. It's on your radar constantly. So you need to put it on their radar and and make sure that, um, that you, they know that you think you're ready and also that you're interested because a lot of positions I have moved into just because I've spoken up because I'm a name that they know is ready to do that and willing to do that and wants to do that and that's an easy yes for them a lot of times. My advice would also be to remember that you are in charge of your career. So if you see something that you are not comfortable with, your abilities, work to fix that. Producers write for a living. It's what we do. Write faster, write better, practice. Take what you've got, identify a mentor in the newsroom, try and identify someone, whether it's because you like their style, you like their abilities in the control room, you just appreciate the fact that they're willing to work with a newcomer. Find that person, Take them your writing, write extra off the clock, write other forms of writing. The more you use that muscle, the better you're going to become at it.
Special thanks to Miranda and Stephanie for taking the time to pass along all that great knowledge. Please check out the blog if you haven't done so already, ablockblog.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the ablock blog. This has been the A Block Podcast. I'm Mandy Mitchell. We'll talk to you next time.